Prologue 1888, London, England Whitehall, Temporary Metropolitan Police Office Surely you don't think I'm responsible for Lady Ashley's disappearance. We are very dear friends for Pete's sake, Rhiannon said angrily. Lisbeth Ashley could rot in hell for all she cared. Being accused of conspiring to kidnap a fork-tongued little witch such as Lisbeth was something she probably would have done. Rhiannon kept quiet about something which was none of his business, and something Rhiannon was in fact very guilty of doing. Tapping her bright red fingernail against her lip to keep from smiling, she remained cool, calm, and collected under this man's unusual scrutiny. Fiery-tempered redheads were always blamed for everything. Letting out a perturbed sigh, Rhiannon sat in an uncomfortable wooden chair in the hot, stuffy office at Whitehall of the Metropolitan Police Headquarters, also known as Scotland Yard. "'Tell me, Miss Donatescu, where were you the night of January the 24th? inquired Mr. Jared Brosco of the Metro Police Department. He was lead detective assigned to the case. He sat across from her. His dark blonde hair, broad shoulders, and devilishly handsome features distracted her temporarily from his questioning. Clearing his throat, he asked her again, "'Miss, please tell me, where were you the night in question?' "'I told you once, detective. I was with my good friend Enid Lovejoy.' We attended a game of cards at Almax. What happened when you arrived at the establishment? He asked her as he sat forward looking into her pale blue eyes. He had never seen such gorgeous eyes on a woman in all his life. They were almond-shaped, reminding him of a cat. A very sneaky cat. Smiling slightly at his own thoughts, he returned to questioning her. We went inside, looked around for a table that would have us. There were none available. We decided to put our names in for the next round of whist. We then ordered a cup of chocolate because it was very cold that particular evening. We then took our chocolates to a settee and awaited our turn. Did you get a table? The detective asked. Yes, we were called to the next round, she responded. Who were the other two players at the table? I told you before. We were paired with Jonathan Troy and Uriah Sherwood. Look, detective, we've been sitting here for over an hour. I cannot tell you any more than what I already have. If you would please be so kind as to let me leave, I can assure you that my attorney will be happy to answer any more questions you may have. You cannot detain me any longer. It was true. He had already overstepped his bounds by law in pulling her into his office off the street for questioning, without having representation of a solicitor or guardian. After all, she was only nineteen years old. However, he had a feeling about this young lady. Something felt wrong about her story. She stood tall, proud, just like a fine racing filly. Damn, he couldn't keep his eyes off her. She was definitely going to be a tough filly to break, one he looked forward to taming, one way or another. Rhiannon felt his eyes raking over her body. It would be a cold day in hell before the likes of him would ever touch her. With a swish of her skirts, she left the building slamming the glass pane door. Chapter One Changes Abound Goodbye, have a safe trip, I love you both, Rhiannon Donatescu yelled as she waved to her cousin Diana, who just moments before married the love of her life, King Neo Lothario of Shelan, Romania. The marriage had been a whirlwind. Neo had shown up at Diana's 19th birthday party unexpectedly. Diana had fainted on her way down the stairs towards her papa upon seeing Neo. Duncan, her father, knew he had to be ready to catch Diana. Duncan was at the bottom, waiting to take his dear daughter's full weight. 
Suddenly noticing Neo at the bottom, behind her papa, not believing her eyes, is when she passed out, stumbling down into her papa's arms. After being revived from her faint upon seeing Neo, Diana could not believe he had traveled from the thirteenth century to celebrate her birthday. They had been engaged to be married when Diana was just sixteen. The couple had a great misunderstanding. Diana left Neo in Shalon to come home, back to England. She still loved him after all this time, although she had never dreamed he would take the initiative in coming to her birthday party. One thing led to another. Diana forgave Neo for his betrayal. He then proposed to her the very night of her birthday. He got down on one knee in front of all the guests. He presented her with a splendid ring, a round blue sapphire, surrounded by white pearls and diamonds. Their wedding was held one month later. Rhiannon served as maid of honor for Diana. The couple were married at St. Anne's Cathedral, 